the UFOs, the paranormal, weird history, cryptozoology, and outsider art are pretty darn cool, then you're in the right place. Welcome to High Strangeness with your host, Steve Berg. Hello, friends. Welcome back to High Strangeness. Tonight, I have a very good friend of mine, a guy who actually, I think, this guy was the first person to invite me to talk about UFOs and weird stuff on his podcast years ago. That man is Tim Banal. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Tim before we get started. Tim Banal is the news editor for the Coast to Coast AM website, as well as the host of the pioneering paranormal podcast, Banal of America. For more than a decade and over the course of hundreds of BOA episodes, he has interviewed a vast array of researchers spanning from a wide spectrum of paranormal genres and ranging from bona fide esoteric icons to up-and-coming future players in the field. A graduate of Syracuse University, ooh, very prestigious, Tim, Banal aims to maintain an outsider's perspective on the paranormal world with a distinct appreciation for its absurdities and keen interest in the personalities and sociology of esoteric studies. Tim, my man. Thank you, bud, for being here. Steve, it's my pleasure. I was so excited when I saw you started a podcast. I was like, all right, oh. when's you going to get me on here? So Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Oh, I mean, so it's, I'll tell you what, for me, this is fun because I've been on Tim's. I was on your podcast, what, like two or three times? Maybe yeah. Four, like two, some three specials. Times, yeah. Finally, the table has turned and I got old Timmy on the hot seat. Tonight. I know. I know. So, it's uh, crazy. It's <laughs> Uh, no, and truly, not to like just uh, not to butter your biscuit too much, but Tim Tim's show was literally the second podcast I ever listened to because I think I found your show probably a few, maybe two years after it came out. I'm, I'm guessing like 2003 ish, maybe. And I was just I had like taken a break from this, you know, the weirdo topics. So I was busy with life and work and stuff, and I had heard about podcasts, and I just like somehow stumbled upon Tim's show and started binge listening. And it told, it was really one of the shows that got me back into, uh, you know, high strangers in general. So Tim, thank you for pulling me back into the, oh, man. <laughs> into the paranormal swamp. My pleasure. It's always so <laughs> weird to hear from people who've been listening for so long. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, well, the show predates the word podcast. That's how it, 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 it does. You know, and like, I, I know like, you know, you probably are sick of, you know, answering this question, but this is just for me as a friend. I can't believe I've never asked you this, but like, how did you, you know, you were, I knew you were like an Art Bell fan, like a lot yeah. of us, but how'd you go from being like an Art Bell fan to jumping into this, like, you know, podcast thing at the time when no one, I mean, I didn't even know what the word meant. Yeah. Well, I've, it, it's uh crazy. Cause I, what happened was uh, I was working as a janitor in the overnight hours and that's how I got turned on to coast to coast. Um, and so I listened to coast to coast for like two or three years while I was working as the overnight janitor. It was always like, and I always had questions for these guests mm. and it's like, well, I'm working. I can't really call into the show. You're probably going to be on hold for a while. You're, you know, it's like, I don't know. It, you know, it's a little intimidating to call into like a national radio show anyway. So it's like, you know, I, then as this was going on, I'm a big wrestling fan and I was a subscriber to a, a wrestling website and they offered audio updates um, on their site. And then uh, and so you could download it and they would like detail latest news, review whatever shows and stuff. 
And, and again, like this was before podcasting. It was just like audio, audio updates. You can download them. So I kind of was like, why don't I uh, interview people and then put these interviews on the internet like as like these like this wrestling site does. But there'll be interviews with UFO people and, and, and paranormal people and stuff. So that's why the show was called Beat But All of America Audio, because there was no, you know, there's no cast in the name. It's like it never came out. Like only a few years later, it was like these podcast things are, are ha- happening now. And it was like, oh, shit, that's what I do. So like so literally there really podcasting was not a thing. You were just <laughs> I, I didn't even, I never put that together. So really, when you started doing your show. It was there was no podcast. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, uh, the, right. it might have been floating out there in the other realms of of the internet or whatever. Sure, but I it was it, it. It, yeah, it wasn't like a mainstream thing at all for sure. Right, that. right. But that is really interesting. So would you just load them up to like a website? Yeah, yeah. I would actually record the shows. This is partially why I don't really do shows much anymore because I'm still. Although looking at the way you've got this going on, it's like this. It's funny. You and I were on Conspiracy Normal early in the year, and I'm like, if I could just focused and, and get the technology right. Uh, I'll help. Yeah, you. That, I'll help then, you with that. I, I really will. Since then, you've launched, you've done all that and launched a podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's like, but no, you're just fucking lazy. So, uh, what I would do, I wish I, well, we're not even video for the audience, but I had a, I went to Radio Shack and got a thing. You would plug into the phone and like, like a, like a little middle, middle, uh, piece. Uh, plug it into the phone, and then that would go into a, di- a handheld digital recorder, and that would record the shows. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's like some spy tech. Yeah, right it was crazy. It was really like it was it was really super rudimentary, and uh, you know, people kind of ripped but, on me a little bit as time went on because it was like we always had done the show over the phone, and it was like yep. my whole thing was like I wanted it to feel like underground. Like, I wanted it right. to feel like you were listening. You were literally listening to a phone call between two people. Yeah, I mean, it almost sounds, I mean, not not the sound quality, but, like, the tone of it and your thing. Like, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, it's like I'm listening in on a ham radio conversation right. that I shouldn't be listening to. Yeah, you know? like, the, that was kind of the whole idea. And I would hear from people, it's like, oh, the sound sucks on the show. It's like, no, you don't get it. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be like like the like the podcast equivalent to, like, vinyl or something. Right, right. So, but one of the things, I mean, like, you right off the bat, like, had huge people on the yeah, show, yeah, yeah. which is like, I, and I, I knew that, but I forgot because I was, you know, scrolling through uh, the old, you know, a lot of the old episodes and listening to them the last week, which has been so much fun. It's so, like, it really warms my heart. Uh, you, the, Your first guest was Jim Mars, who's like one of the biggest guys in the kind of parapolitical, paranormal world. Yeah. and he was your first guest? I mean, that's wild. Yeah, well, it was crazy. This was one of the benefits of there not being very many podcasts. I think there were, like, a couple other people doing what I was doing at the time. Um, and But that was kind of the benefit because it was a lot easier to get these big-name guests because they really didn't have very many outlets that would, they would even interview them. So it was like... Yeah. You get like, yeah, that first season was crazy, you know? I had like Jim Mars, Stan Friedman, Lauren Coleman. Uh, yeah. Just, just, uh, I mean, over the years, I pretty much got every big name I wanted to interview, uh, except I think like Richard C. Hoagland. I never could attack. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to, we I'm know where Richard C. I mean, he would have been super fun because he's, you know, from the old Art Bell world and he's, you know, he's a, he's a, a wacky guy. <laughs> a lot of interesting ideas. But, like, that's part of the fun of your show is that you did have so many, like, colorful characters. I mean, you had John Lear on your phone. Now, yeah. John Lear is a guy who I've known about for a long time. I have never taken him seriously, obviously, <laughs> for a good reason. But he is such a fun, like, UFO cowboy of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And that's a great episode. Yeah, it was It was really cool. It was really cool. It kind of – I. I I, my only sort of regret, in a way, was that I always I kind of painted myself into a box where it was like, all right, we did these seasonal formats. Jim mm-hmm. kind of warmed up to me pretty quickly. So Jim was always the season premiere. And it was always like I have to have some enormous fucking guests to end the season. So it would really stress me out. It would really stress me out because it was like you got to it was like you got to get a fucking David Icke or, or John Lear or, yeah. or, or John Fillet <laughs> or you have to get uh, Brad Steiger. It's like it was really, you know, the, 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 that sort of stressful period could last for like six weeks where it's like, all right, I know I'm going to be wrapping the show up in a couple months. I need to I need I need to find those guests, figure out who the guests should be and get them locked in to do it. And it was sometimes you just couldn't get certain people and stuff like that. Right. You know, in, in the thing about another thing about your show and, you know, I, I'm trying my best not to make my show in like an echo chamber and it's fine to have a show that's an echo chamber. Like there's nothing wrong with it. But what you really did is you kind of like whether you like believed or were into what they were, you know, putting out there and writing about, you would have them on because you kind of want to hear everything. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know. I was always interested, yeah, in just hearing from everybody, you know, especially if someone had a particularly wild idea or expertise mm-hmm. or something. Like, uh, like, I did two different Death Hoax episodes, Elvis and then Michael yeah. Jackson. It's like, <laughs> That's, you know, it's like, to me, Death Hoaxes are wild and fun. They're kind of like, yeah. so I was like, yes, I, I that was pretty late into the run where I was like, shit, I've never done an Elvis Death Hoax. I got to. I got to find someone who who can do that. And I kind of, a lot of the point of the show too was to sort of be almost like an encyclopedic uh, thing that I guess now it is and you can go back and use it that way where it was like, I tried to cover every single topic I could. Like we did, like we did like spontaneous human combustion, Bermuda Triangle, Amelia Earhart. Like I tried cattle mutilations, crop circles. I think I did every topic i you you could pretty much uh tim i'm, I'm gonna call you out and the only thing you didn't do is rods rods no i mean you have to come back just to do a rods episode to complete the circle the guy who invented rods died so i don't know we'd have to find his understudy oh man well we'll have to do a ritual and resurrection yes uh ren can help us with that um <laughs> <laughs> i mean you also did what one of your classic episodes in my opinion is the cannibal eating horse? The cannibal. The meat eating horses. Yeah. The meat eating horses. <laughs> I mean, how did you? So how did you find? Because while uh, you had a, a ton of big luminaries in the right. field who were really, I mean, you know, Stanton Friedman, valet. I mean, it really does not get any bigger. You know, they're they're the they're the they're the A list. Yeah. They're they're the you know, if you were compared to an actor, they'd be making twenty billion or twenty million a bit. Yeah, they were the they were the stars. They were like the superstars. They were the stars, yeah. <laughs> UFO all stars. But how did you find some of these like 
super like angular marginal like people like the you know the meat eating horses like how did you discover that the meat eating horses i saw um dating myself now i think it might be still around but there was a blog called cryptomundo which was all crypto oh yeah posts and stuff and they had done a he had come out with a book i don't know the name of the guy now off the top of my head uh it was a funny name that he had but he um he had come out with a book, and Cryptomundo did a little post about it, and then that lit the light bulb in my head, and I was just like, I want it. This is fucking weird. This is a really weird uh, idea that this guy's talking about. And so I'm like, let's just get him on the show, you know? Let's just get yeah. him on the show. And I find most people, I mean, I haven't really produced regularly in a couple of years um, a podcast, so I can't. Uh, I'm sure it hasn't gotten better, but it's like back then it was a lot. Like I said, a lot of people would just come on anytime anyone asked, you know, I very rarely, I think I only only got turned out once by one guy and that's, (laughs) I I don't know his name off the top of my head either now, but it's the guy who runs Tigar, which is like T-I-G-H-A-R, which is this group that has been searching for Amelia Earhart for like decades. And, um, he, I think he, takes himself very seriously. So the prospect mm. of coming on a podcast for the paranormal, I guess, turned him off. I think he wrote back, he just wrote back like, thanks, but no thanks. That was the only time anyone okay. was ever just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do your show. Like, you know what? Back. I'm telling you right now, on his deathbed, hopefully he's fine and healthy. That's going to be one of the bigger regrets he ever had. Should <laughs> <laughs> have done that in all of America interview, goddammit. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> But, you know, one of the things that uh, made your show, or makes your show, because you still do, we'll throw a special out here. Yeah, like I said earlier, I should tease this at the end, but it's like, you and I, if we talk, this looks so simple. Like, every time I do a podcast, every time I do a podcast appearance, I end the show thinking to myself, like, you know, I walk away from the computer and I'm like, I gotta fucking get back into this, man. Yep, I think you do. I think you do. I I mean, I think, you know, we'd all appreciate it. but it, I also think it's okay to take a break because you really deserved it. Because, I mean, I didn't do the count. I meant to count the episode. But you did hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I want to say probably about like 300 plus maybe. Something like that. Good. Yeah. I mean, so taking a break is very understandable. And, you know, podcasting is not going anywhere. So you can come back when it, when it feels That's right. That's true. But I, I will say I would love to help you and be a part of getting banal back on the air so yeah I'm look, like i said i'm now. looking at this thing and it looks like so easy so dude i'm i'm probably the dumbest person in the world and if i can figure it out you can so i mean like maybe the second dumbest not the dumbest, <laughs> but, you know, i am i am not smart uh <laughs> but what one thing i just want to you know before we kind of drift into some other areas i really want to say one of the wonderful things about tim's show is that it does feel like old art bell to me it feels like a radio Thank show. You. And I think I think it's because you're not really you never put your own spin on things. I mean, you would question people when they said something ridiculous or right. that, you know, that kind of bumped you, but like you let them play out. You know, you let the interviews play out and you had like just so many different angles on these topics that we love that it felt like Art Bell because Art Bell would have, you know, he would have some great guests and then he would have some absolute lunatics yeah. on. And I think that's what part of the fun was, you know, like 
is that those lunatic episodes where you're like, I'm not taking anything this person is saying seriously, but it is really funny and it's good entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, there were some when I would go back, uh, like I would edit a lot of them afterwards because, uh, like I said, it was just this file and everything from the little digital audio recorder. But, uh, yeah, there was I, there was some I remember like doing them and the, like you can hear like in the middle of the show, the guest will say something completely outrageous and I'll just be like, Wow! <laughs> oh wow really is that what you're is that the angle you're gonna go with okay let's, yeah. let's see where that's going i mean i am not trying to throw shade that is not what i'm intending to do but there there's an episode it's it's a really great episode too and it, it doesn't you did such a good job of like pulling it back into um not like a argument but like and i can't remember exactly what it was but Linda Bolton how at some point I think you were like you know somehow like maybe questioning her journalistic integrity in a nice way you know just maybe questioning what she was talking about and all of a sudden she's like I went to Stanford I won a daytime Emmy and she like yeah started yelling. I was like whoa man that was a very interesting <laughs> episode tensions were high from the start because when I introduced her I said that and and, and I don't think it was me, honestly, so I'm, I'm happy to discuss what happened. So it was like, I called her a, a legend, a paranormal legend, because she yeah. is. And it was like 2005, mm-hmm. she started in like the 80s, she'd been in that for 20 years. Totally. It's scary that I've been in this almost 20 years now. Um, so I called her paranormal legend, and she took uh, offense to the word paranormal, and said it was high strangeness. And it was like, okay, that's your brand, yeah. I get it. Um, sure. but it was kind of like right from the get-go, I always sort of say, like, I try to get the guests to laugh within the first, like, five yeah. or ten minutes. Then I know that, that we're cool, we're copacetic. And this was, yeah. like, the complete opposite of that. It was like, okay, I've been yeah. chided, uh, like, th- 30 seconds into the interview. Yeah. And then the question I think that you're thinking of is one that I still think is a genuinely interesting question. I, but I think maybe she took it the wrong way. But I was interested if, this, if she ever has sort of a moment of self-reflection where she's like, I had this up-and-coming news career that was really going well, um, right. and then I left to do the paranormal. It's like, do you ever think, or do you ever like wonder maybe you should have stuck around in the news or wonder what would would have been what your career would have been like if you had stayed in the news? Like, you know, you could be you could be you know on a national TV, you know, like. Right, right. Like right. reporters who are around for twenty plus years or whatever generally wind up on the national news shit. So, you know, that was it wasn't like it wasn't I think but I think she took it like that I thought you had made a mistake or something. And it's like Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, no, I just I mean, look, I I mean if you don't have any sort of wonder like different paths you took in your life, I think everybody is like that. So I think about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I should be, you know, I I became an actor. Terrible decision. I should be like, you know, in advertising or something. Right, right. <laughs> like right when I got out of college, there was t- uh, I had been considering moving to LA because I studied TV and radio, mm-hmm. and I ended up going the direction I did now. And the, believe me, there are some times where I'm like, well, shit. If I had gone out to LA like in 2003 or whatever, then this none of the you know no, my whole life would have been different. But. That, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, in another, you know, all <laughs> split timeline, you know, you're, you're the, you know, you're running MGM. Oh God, with a cigar in your mouth, you know, <laughs> like screwing over us, uh, you know, striking yeah, writers and actors. <laughs> yeah. It's a double doozy. Um, 
I'm going to come back to the show, but I do want to make sure I hit this, and I hope you're okay with talking about it. But some of the things that Tim has been doing uh, since he's kind of taken his, like, you know, break from regularly doing the podcast is he will embed himself in situations that, to me, are hilarious. And Tim, a few years ago, and it makes me so sad there wasn't a camera crew following you but went to a flat yeah. conference, not, you know, like just, you know, everyone right up top. He was not going because he believes the earth is flat, but he was going because Tim, Tim has a really, what makes him unique in this field is that he's got a really deep interest in the personalities and the socio-cultural aspect of these fields and the history of these fields. And so what is a, a you know, uh, gonzo journalists do well they will embed themselves <laughs> in a sticky situation so do you mind like chatting about no, that i don't mind I mean, at all. I, I, love, I, 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 I think it's experience. i think it's so <laughs> i think it's i remember when uh after you went you told me about it i think i can't remember if it was on your show we were just chatting but i was dying I, I it was amazing. it was interesting and it's kind of like what came about from it was uh it was 2019 and i had a surplus of vacation days and it, uh, and it was about this time of year. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with all this extra time? And then I'm like, I'm like, you know, I've written about these flat earth conferences. Uh, the one I went to was the third one. So I'd written about the previous two and they just seemed so much, so interesting. And I'm like, well, fuck, why don't I go? Why don't I go to this flat earth conference just by myself like a fucking idiot? So I flew out <laughs> to Dallas Um like and and stayed the whole through the whole thing, um, and hung out with them essentially, and it was just such a trip. Uh, it it you, they they know you're like it's like you're from out of town, like they know right, right that you're not and a part of the scene or whatever. And I had a name tag with Coast to Coast on it, um, you know, because I I did cover it, I wrote about it for Coast to Coast, um, mm-hmm. but like the weirdest. Uh, the night and they all hang out at the bar. I kind of established with all of them uh, over the course of like that first night. It's like, look, I, I'm just kind of here to watch and observe and hang out with you guys and find out how you got into this and how, you know, how much you're into it. Essentially, um, in so many words and 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 there was. I'm like, I'm not here to argue with you about it. I'm not really a right. flat Earth believer. Um, I'm not a flat Earth believer, but I. <laughs> <laughs> and I couched it, I couched it sort of yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you, you couched it to where maybe you were slightly right, over. Yeah, like, I'm here, so, you know, of course. Right. <laughs> I believe, I believe in that there's, <laughs> I believe in a flat earth theory, like that, that it is a thing, that like people believe yeah. this, but that's, that's the extent of what I believe. It's like, almost like, because just that's unbelievable, that <laughs> there is. are people who believe that. So. It is. And I'm like, look, I'm not here to convince you. You know, please don't try and convince me. Essentially, it was kind of like the, the the rules that I tried to impose on the situation. Because, right. like, the last thing you want to do is get into some thing where they try to convince you. And it's like, you're not going to convince me, dude. And we're just going to go in circles yeah. and shit. Yeah. So, like, the first night, one of my favorite stories from that weekend was, like, my first night. So, everybody was pretty, had, there was, there were, it was a, a revelry. Let's just put it that way. It was right. revelrous. And um, so uh, we're outside the bar, a uh, little patio at the hotel, and I'm talking to one of the guys, and um, 
I'm trying to explain like that I'm there to really understand them and their community. And I'm like, look, I'm not like, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of reporters come in. The TV station's going to come down and film you guys. They're going to be here for like two hours. And they're going to leave. Right. I'm like, I'm not. And, and then they're going to, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm going to be here with you the whole weekend. So we're going to, we're going to become buddies, even if we don't believe in the flat earth, just because I'm going to run right. into you at breakfast and I would have a smoke or whatever, you know? And I'm like, these other people, you know, they're going to come in, film you guys, and walk out and kind of laugh at you and be like, oh, those fucking flyers, they're so goofy or whatever. And just as I did did my impression of the TV person, this guy comes out and he's like, what the fuck did you just say? And he, like, gets in my face. And I'm like, whoa, buddy. I'm like, look, I'm just, no, 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 you don't understand. You're coming in on the end of a story here, a conversation. And his friend, the guy I was talking to, he's like, no, 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 dude, it's not like that. And he's like, you fucking got a problem with us? You, you know, uh, just, I, I don't, it was very <laughs> tense and hazy. And yeah, my, yeah. My, I really don't recollect a lot of the, a lot of the conversation, but I do remember at one point I said to the guy, I'm like, look, you're very fucking close to me, dude. Like he was right up yeah. in my, right. and I'm like, okay, I need you to step back. Like you're really, really pushing the fucking line of like, of like decency here. And I remember it's like, it's like <laughs> crazy, angry, flat earth guy, guy who, guy who was listening to me, who, who knows that I'm cool. And just like, you got to imagine now like behind me, just like a whole patio of flat earthers who, who, in their mind, are watching like this their buddy go after a skeptic, right? So I, yes. it's, you got to imagine like it was a, an intense feeling of being like like in in the middle like like Pee Wee Herman in the fucking motorcycle bar. It was like <laughs> it was like that. I was like, I am in trouble. And, this could go south real yeah. fast. <laughs> luckily, cooler heads prevailed. The guy. You know, he, he, the kid explained it. The guy's like, oh, oh, all right, man. And then, of course, he's a super, uh, he's a super flat earther. So he really appreciated that I was, uh, committing all this time to it. So next day, right. we're going to go in and sit, sit down at the first presentation. And who strolls out on stage to kick off the big event but the fucking guy? And it turns out he was the MC for like the whole weekend. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, so, so and then, I mean, not a not a good look being the MC to like you know start accosting the, the attendees. Yeah, reporter. Yeah, you know less. Yeah, so yeah, but then he saw me out in the lobby and he's like, "Hey, it's my brother. What's going on?" And he gave me like all the inside scoops on everything that was happening that weekend after that. So. Right, and, and, and did you feel that? I mean, so how well was this thing attended? There was about a hundred, hundred fifty people there. I think. I mean that's that's kind of a lot. Yeah, it was fairly well attended. I mean, yeah, they had two different tracks. There was a lot going on. Uh, I only saw a few of the presentations because they were all just like, <laughs> "It's a flat Earth." <laughs> like that was the yeah. How many, I mean, <laughs> how many times do you need to be told that? I mean, there's only so many ways you can say uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everyone there, do you think there was other people there? Or did you meet anyone else there who kind of was just a curious lurker uh, who was going for, like, kind of a, you know, a fun experience? I don't think anyone actually was crazy enough to make the investment to go like that. But I think there were a lot of people from the Dallas 
and, and in the Texas area who, who came in during the daytime um, and hung out to get to like to take in the show. And, right. um, and right. so I talked to a few of them and they were just kind of as just just stumped, really. They were just kind of like, this is just weird. This I just kind of wanted to see what it was like, you know, um, yeah. but everybody yeah. else, like all the people were super diehards. Like this was, right. there was at least, I met a dude from Denmark, I think, a girl from Australia, several people from England, all flew in for this event. So it was, wow, it was a happening. And I, part of what I kind of made me interested in the flat earth in the first place is kind of like what you were saying before. Like I had talked to everybody and I was like, I was like a junkie, a weird, a, junk, a weirdness junkie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need a new mm-hmm. fix, man. I need a new fix because yeah. I'm tired of what's going on in UFOs. Right. Um, I'm, t- you know, but the Bigfoot thing I've done a million. I know everybody in Bigfoot world. I know most right. of the ghost folks. Um, conspiracy world's gone nuts. So I don't want anything to do with like you and all that shit. Um, no. And it was just like I need. And it was like, it was like. Like, like tacking through the fucking wall and like, you, oh, it opens up into a portal and you're like, what is, wait a minute. And you're like, is that, there's a convention in there of people who believe crazy stuff. And it's like, and I don't know any of them. And I don't know what their, the dynamics are. I don't know who the stars of Flat Earth are. I need to get in there and find that out. Because that was, right, that to me, right. was like, whoa, this is really, this is a really interesting ecosystem that I have not even ever heard of or looked into. So I like got completely immersed in like studying the history of the flat earth. How long has it been finding out that it's been around since like the 1800s and it goes through these cycles. Oh my. Um, and this is like the latest cycle. And then to, to meeting the different people and get finding out, okay, that guy's like the main, he's the Stan Friedman. That's, right. the, that's the shock filet <laughs> of flat earth over there. Right. 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 <laughs> like, Oh, this is Jim Mars that's- over there. Yeah. Now, is has because you know I I remember when you went, you were kind of like at the height, of, at least it felt like to me it was pre-pandemic. But you were at the height of flat Earth, so I feel like I feel like you don't hear about it as much anymore. Obviously, yeah, I'm not looking for information dance, about it. But. Might be the best way to put it. It was the last hurrah, right? Because then right. the pandemic hit, and um, a lot of a lot of them, I think. Uh, went their separate ways um, yeah. into pandemic conspiracy naturally. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and, and then... That's, that's, a na- that's a natural progression. Right. right there. When you're stuck towards at home, towards towards the, queue, the earth yeah. is flat around, right? You, you yeah. can't go out anyway. So. We solved that, man. Now it's, now it's time for Q. Let's, let's get crazy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was kind of the last run. Now, they've come back. They've done a couple. I remember they did a they did a conference, I want to say 2020, in, right at the heart, at the height of the fucking pandemic, and in, like, August or so, and it was, like, in South Carolina. Um, and I remember just listening to one of their podcasts, uh, and they explained, like, boastfully, they were like, it's going to be in <laughs> Knickknack, South Carolina, because we worked it out with the fucking hotel and nobody has to wear a mask. Nobody has to wear a mask. And it was like, all right, that's. <laughs> that's I, I love that. That's a selling point. To them, yeah. it was. To them, it was a huge selling point. And I'm like listening and I'm like, 
Well, that's like the last place on earth I would ever go. So, God, I mean, that was, you know, that's a certain infection right there. Or, you know, (laughs) you're getting COVID. Yeah, they were super, uh, like, yeah, they just completely on another plane of reality with that. So it was, yeah. Now they are bringing, they got, they did another one. It kind of like sputtered out. The guy who ran the original one is out of the scene, I think, uh, or he's not doing it anymore. But there's a lady who does do them. She did a couple, they got something they did okay, and then she's doing one in Vegas in October, and part of me is kind of like, oh, kind of tempting, like. Oh, man, yeah. I wish uh, I wish the High Strangers podcast had a bigger budget, because I'd send you there as a correspondent. Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, man on the street, dude. Who? No one's better. I'll be awesome, though. I mean, I'll be out there. That was good for you and stuff. I'll be honest, though. Um. I probably won't go to the Vegas one because I have a feeling maybe they'll bring it back around someplace closer to me. Like yeah. they'll come back to South Carolina. I think that's where they were doing them originally or something. So, um, yeah, Vegas would be a schlep for you. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be back. At the, I remember like before the pandemic, it was like that was a cheap destination type thing because they wanted you to fly in. It was, it was like pretty much. Yep. Now it's pretty expensive to go to Vegas. So, I mean, nothing is cheap anymore. Everything this is, is expensive. Truth. I bought a sandwich today and it was seventeen dollars. Oh, it wasn't wow. even that good. Yeah, seventeen bucks. What the oh, hell? Wow. So I mean it was okay. I'll tell you I, another good story about the flat earth. So there was this guy. Please. I wish I had the picture of him, but it was all it's all on my Facebook and, and uh but he was like big a big dude and he wore a fucking giant top hat around. And he likes he like that was the fucking weird part, too. Like, you go and you expect to see a lot of crazy people, but they're all actually normal looking. And there's maybe like four or five crazy, like, people that stick out like a sore thumb, like Top Hat Guy. So I talked to him for a lot of, like, I just had to know, like, who this yeah. guy is. So I'm talking to him, and he recounted this whole story about how he was running acid for the Grateful Dead, and he got fucked. Uh, uh, he sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll get crazier. <laughs> gets crazier uh and he he got busted uh got sent to jail fucking escaped from jail spent two years on the run was eventually caught and brought back to jail and now he's a free man and uh he actually ran for senate as an independent in hawaii uh i bet he did well I he, bet may he, did have, well. he may have <laughs> he so yeah and I, I have like a whole interview with him recorded on my Facebook, but it was just like, I remember we were talking one time and he had this like raspy voice and shit. And I was just like, what was jail like, dude? And he's like, it's awful. And it was like, what is <laughs> I mean, jail? Yeah. What do you want me to say? Oh, no, I know what it was. I remember now. I, that was even better. I was like, what was, I'm like, what the fuck? What was it like? You're being on the run, dude. You're a fugitive from the law. And he goes, it was awesome. And it's just like, oh my god, dude, this guy is amazing. I mean, I'm writing a note to write his biopic uh, over the weekend. Um, and then I had like sounds... a come to Jesus moment the next morning because uh, I we it was very revelrous, and uh, I ran into him like the next the next morning, and he's like, "You were fucked up, man!" And I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> I'm like, if he's telling me that, this must have been. <laughs> This must have been this must have been some night. Fuck. Well, that that was one of my uh, next questions. Is that like, did they? I mean, I'm assuming, you know, because like I've been to a ton of UFO conferences and weirdo conferences, or you know, high strange conferences, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, and 
at night, it gets the partying gets pretty intense. Yeah, it was, through, you know, it was pretty, tequila shots going around. You know, people are getting into. Yeah, it. it was pretty. Yeah, they were really. Plus, you gotta remember, this is. It, you know, I guess suppose even it is like that for UFO and other conferences too. But like this is like, like I said, these people came together from all over the all over the flat Earth to hang out. So it was like, this was like their WrestleMania. This was like their. Yeah. Time to shine. So yeah, there was a lot of like a lot of, of revelry, um, and you, yeah, you didn't see them like <laughs> they didn't really talk too. They talked too much flat Earth. They were all like preachers of the choir. So they <laughs> right, right. And it, you know, and what I will say about the flat Earth, and like I admit, the only thing I know about the flat Earth like movement and thing is through you and your stories, but. It is kind of sweet and nice that this tiny community, like once a year, can get together and like. So I'm sure they're kind of outcasts in their uh, where they're from and maybe at work. And yeah, you know, they like, probably have no hey, one man, around their like, lives they can talk to about the flat Earth. So it's, right. It's, so when they, that's probably what they did talk about was like commiserate about how nobody understands their right. their situation. Um, and and that's probably good for him. I mean, it, it might bolster these, you know, kind of like outsider beliefs, but uh, <laughs> which might not be good. But you know, it is nice. I'm sure it feels good for them when they're on their, you know, yeah. way home in the plane, flying back. I'm sure they're like, you know what, my cup is full. Exactly. My batteries are recharged. Yeah, yeah. I was around my people. They seem like generally nice people. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, because you know, like let's say, like you know, uh, the Strange Realities Conference. You know, like last year when I when I was flying home from that, I was like, man, it was so great to like spend. A few days with my buddies, and you know, we all have this common bond that like we're into this stuff, yeah, you know, like and exactly. we know about it. There's, you know, and, and it's kind of it's always like refreshing to talk to people like you who where you don't have to explain yourself when you're talking about right. Like we all know, yeah. we've read the books, exactly. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that is like I think I I I do wish that for everyone in their little weird community. Yeah, like I said, they seem like decent but misguided people. That's right, kind of my, right. You know. That was kind of my take on <clears throat> You said something about 10 minutes ago. I just kind of want to circle back really quick before I forget, because I am known to do that, about being, n- not that you, but you were talking about people calling them, you know, conspiracy junkies. And I kind of think there's something to that, right? Like, and you can tell even just by kind of paying attention on social media and society that it seems like now conspiracy theory obviously has been accelerated to a, dangerous point where we have you know senators a president who believes and you know puts out conspiracy theories but do you think there's something to like a person a person has a you know and i want to call it a flaw but like some kind of you know intellectual thing that makes a predilection thank you that makes them kind of conspiracy junkies like they'll just because i feel like it seems like they'll go from one to next yeah to whatever is like the conspiracy du jour. I think that's the so case. You, yeah. 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 Um, I think, yeah, I think people are predisposed to conspiracy theories. Um, and I, I wonder how that starts, you know, I, do you ever think about that? Like, I don't know, but I think once you get deeper into it, you're more prone to believe any conspiracy theory. That, right. I think that's right. where it comes from in a sense. Like yeah. once they're in it, it's just, then they start believing this, then they're open to, well, if they're lying about that, what else are they lying about? And then all of a sudden they, right. they think all kinds of crazy shit. Right, right, right. Um, oh, man, it's it's kind it's kind of it must be such a, like a they must be in so much turmoil all the time, you know. Like I would never wish that upon my greatest enemy to be like you know so lost down the rabbit hole of like believing whole cloth 
some of these ideas. Yeah, you know, it's... Like, <laughs> it's kind of... It's sad to me, man. <laughs> yeah, it's... We live in, like, a fractured reality now. And it's, like, mm-hmm. we're... They're on the other side probably saying the same thing about us. Where it's, like, you, oh, stuff, sure. you know? So it's, like, if only they could kind of get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, because I feel like when society can't agree when there's no consensus reality, whether the sky is blue or not, like we're in some pretty dangerous territory as a country, as a society, as a planet. I mean, like, uh oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not a big disclosure advocate, but that might be the one thing that could get us to get back on the same page. But even then, I I don't think so. I'm already disagreeing with myself because the, well, the pandemic was, I've said this before on other shows, the pandemic was the fucking alien. And that yeah. showed you exactly how we would react if an alien showed up. We yep. failed the disclosure test because it was yeah. like yeah. half the fucking country, like no one could get on the same page to deal with the alien. No. And it was like, yeah. well, that's, you know, like what, what yeah. more example do you need? Like, I know when, when they were asking us to stay at home, I'm like, stay at home. This sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> they weren't asking us to go to war or anything. They're just like, hey, man, can you guys like stay home for like two weeks? And like, people are like, I'm going to get my haircut. I'm like, jeez. Yeah. People don't like being a certain sector of people. Like, if you try to tell them what to do, even if it's for their own good or whatever, they don't, they don't want to be told yeah. what to do ever. It's like, look, and I don't like being I, told what to do either, but I listen. To no. <laughs> but I listen. Yeah, no one, no one likes it. But like you know, it's greater good, my friends. Sometimes you have to make a very small sacrifice and stay home and like you know, eat spaghetti, drink beer, and like watch old movies. Right. I mean, it was not that. It was not that hard. I, right, right. I, 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 I enjoy you know. Aside from the death, it was a, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, w- one thing I kind of wanted to ask you is. You know, you started Banal of America in the year 2001. Am I right about that? Uh, the website started, I think, in 03, and then I think the show started in 05. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I don't know if you can think back about this, but, like, when you were getting started doing this, did you ever think all this time? I mean, like, because you are one of the few people I've ever known or even, like, know about who has made a career in, you know, high strangeness in these 40 topics. Truly. I mean, you know, you work for Coast to Coast, which is, you know, is like, is like the, you know, the biggest. Yeah, it's I have the, a real you know, job. It's the, it's the top of the heap. You have a real job with like a salary <laughs> and insurance. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, vacation days. I mean, did you ever in your wildest dreams, or is this something you were kind of like angling for at the beginning, or this kind of just a happy accident? I think it's, hmm. Well, I think everybody gets into this to kind of want to, like, make it, I guess. I don't know. But over time, you have to kind of decide what making it is. You know what I mean? And uh, so it never really – I just did it for fun to start. Mm -hmm. Um, There wasn't really any way to make money off of it at first. Now with Mm -hmm. all these uh, Patreons and shit, or Patreon, I always fuck up how you say it – who knows? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a tomato tomato. Exactly. Right now. So now, if 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 that had been around when All America first came along, I might be, you know, I might be gain. I might just be completely employed by But All America. You know what I mean? But it was you, you'd have five Lamborghinis <laughs> that way. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I never really set out to. I lucked into the job with Coast to Coast because the Coast people knew me, and um, you know, they knew. They, they trusted me, 
you know? And so what was, was George Knapp? Cause I know George Knapp, you know, I remember you had him on your show early on, fairly early on. And you could tell like, he loved you. Oh, I, you know, like he really was like, I like this young kid <laughs> doing this, you know, like, but you know, there wasn't other than coast to coast, there just wasn't that many options. I think there was like, you know, Jeff Rents. Yeah. There was like Jeff Rents. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the unknown old, country with Whitley Strieber was one that was great. Yep. Yep. Uh, God, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I there was not many though, Tim, you yeah, know, no, like, no. but like was George instrumental in, you know, kind of like getting you the gig at, uh, coast to coast. George now. No, I, I'd George already been now, working yeah. with him. Uh, by the time he was on all of America, uh, what happened was oh, I really? used to write about coast to coast. It's ironic. It kind of has come full circle. I used to write about Coast to Coast. Like I said, when I first got started, I would listen to Coast to Coast for a couple of years before uh-huh. I started my journey, career into this stuff. So right. it was like, um, which is what I really like, actually, Steve, about your your podcast, because you followed um, my sort of path in a way where, like, you, you absorbed all this information first, and now you're fucking... Yeah. Creating shit. I find a lot of yeah. a lot of people skip that important first step. <laughs> just about creating yeah, shit. They, and they don't know what they're talking about. So I had written about Coast to Coast a lot. Then I launched the show. As the show was going along, uh, they needed somebody to work at the Coast website, so they brought me in. Then over time, um, I was like, we had kind of all talked about it, and it was like, you have this. The, uh, the website, nothing happens at the website all day because it's only an overnight show. And I'm like, why don't you bring me in to write and sort of do this as a news, um, a daytime thing, you know? And that's pretty much kind of how it all came together. So you just kind of like pitched them the idea and then like, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, they had been kicking it around for, it was right. kind of like something that I think, I'm sure, I'm sure it hadn't, I'm sure like I wasn't the first person to suggest this or anything like that you know what i mean it was just well, like well, yeah the, the right it, uh, the, it, the situation aligned where it was possible to do it and it was like mm-hmm. all right let's do it that's incredible yeah i mean and i will say the best part about coast to coast period is the articles and the stories you find oh. that people retweet and you know kind of like steal i mean like i will notice that uh, so many people and myself included i've retweeted the things you put out there and I'm never claiming them to be my own, but like, yeah, you do. And still to this day, you have a knack of quickly finding like the weird news of the day of the week of the month, really fast and putting it out there. I feel like I'm still seeing it from you oh, thanks. first. You're, you're, you're still my source for weird news. Oh, right? thanks. Thanks. I try really hard to like get as all, almost like the flat earth thing. Like try to go as far off the beaten path as I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, you know, if there's a creature in, in Uganda or something that somebody filmed yes. or took a photo of, it's like, that's, that'll get on my radar right away. Cause I'm always looking for like super obscure stuff. It's a lot of fun. I mean, right. it's a really fun job. I enjoy it. Quite well, well, you, you, you know, your show, like how you approach the show, even how you approach your work with coast to coast is one thing I love about your show that makes it, will always make it so unique is there is never an episode where you're putting your spin or your belief system on this stuff. You're just like, I'm open. Here is a piece of news that was reported, and I'm going to show it to you. Right. Not like, well, look, there was this monster in Uganda, but man, it's definitely like a hoax. You know, like so many people, myself included, probably put my own personal like take on it, even though I'm trying not to do it. You know, I'm trying to get better at that because 
you do want to hear all sides of your voice, but that is one thing like I think you just do naturally. So that's like that's kind of like what made our bell so great too, I think. You know, so like I don't know. I mean well, I'm trying to I'm trying to pay you like a compliment. I'm doing a poor job at No, doing I get it, what like, you're saying. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Oh, I was yeah. thinking about it actually about that kind of what you're talking about yesterday, um, covering the hearing, because it was like I try to just call it down the middle. I try to just call balls and strikes. That's kind of my my deal. So yep. it was like, all right, let's just go with, with the good and the bad of this and what might, you know, kind of what this might mean and what might happen, but don't get, you know, don't get it. Don't, like, yeah. That's kind of my deal. Like, I don't want right. to sell anyone a, a, a phony bill of goods. Like, anytime I run yep. anything that might be a paranormal, it's always like, the, uh, the article always includes part where it's like, it could also be the following thing. Like, right. a lantern, right. a kite, a drone. Like, so, yes. <laughs> you know... I don't ever go you are like, not stunning alien crap like like I, you know or is this like I never like say Bigfoot's been filmed in this thing it's like is it, yeah. it, did Bigfoot get filmed in the thing I don't know you tell me let's take a look that's kind of well yeah you you don't you don't include like because I mean like I'm sure many people who <laughs> are into this stuff you know into these topics are so sick and tired of the the clickbait thing, like best Bigfoot footage ever, you know, yeah, like yeah. real deal stuff. And then you look at it, you're like, man, man, it sucks. Like most of the videos. You right, know, like, right. And I mean, I take pride in the fact that sometimes I'll run, like I think I know which one you're talking about. There was like a drone video over a Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah, and it was like, right. if you go, this is like the craziness, and I, I try to be nice about it in the article, but it was like, if you, some... Uh, a, a TikToker ran the video, the clip with the Bigfoot, and then she uh, she was the one who was like, this is like the best Bigfoot footage I've ever seen. And then, like, so I tracked down the original footage, and it was from a guy um, in Vermont, like a carpenter, and it was a joke. The, the title of the video was like, Bigfoot, bear, and then it says like, in print, not in print, just, just then, not real. So it was right. like clearly this dude, maybe maybe he already and it was came out like nine months earlier. So like he probably got his jollies off of fooling people and then got sick of it and put not real in the title. That's kind of what I assume. I don't know when not real appeared in the title, but it was definitely it's definitely there. So so I kind of had to when I sometimes when I get myself into a situation like that, I have to write the article on good faith. So it's like. This is not, mm-hmm. here's the story of how this video wound yeah. up going around. And here's why it's almost certainly not real because the guy says it's not real. Right. Uh, <laughs> He's saying it's not real. I don't know what else. <laughs> Look, people, I wasn't there, but when the person, who, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I actually, like, Look, I'm not like, I don't love, you know, disinformation, misinformation, or being tricked. But I'm also not, like a person who like is a hater on people who hoax things. Yeah. Like, you know, I even going to like, you know, uh, Billy Meyer, you know, we all know the Billy Meyer case. The, I find his, I, it is clearly a hoax. I have no doubt in my mind, but I feel like his photos are wonderful art. Like they're beautiful. Yeah, There's like a sunset over like the Swiss Valley. And you know, here's like a metal hunk, you know, a flying classic, like 50 style song yeah. to me. I'm like, I would put that in a frame in my office and yeah. stare at it all the time. Uh, you know, but to me, like hoaxes are almost just like sketch comedy. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like doing a video for funny or die. It's like when they're done well, I'm always like, bravo, well done. Like, you know, for a second, I, you kind of had me, you know, like I I remember (laughs) being at a wedding in Maine when the, do you, do you remember this? It was like these two like teenagers from Oklahoma said they had Bigfoot and they put him in like a yeah, freezer. Like yeah, yeah, it was Georgia. <laughs> Georgia, yeah. yeah. I think it was in Oklahoma. I remember we were at like a small town in Maine, you know, those like, you know, Eng- you know, like <laughs> New England bars are, they're tiny. And I remember I was with all my buddies and we had been drinking beers all day and I was at the bar ordering around for everyone. And all of a sudden, I look up at the TV. There's a tiny TV in the corner. And it was like CNN, yeah, CNN with the headline of this. And I remember, like, I was so I had so many beers in me that, like, my my eyes started watering up. I looked at all my friends. and goes, "Guys, we got him! <laughs> we finally got him!" And then, like, you know, my friend, everyone's like, "Oh, good lord, Berg, get a hold of yourself!" <laughs> but for a hot second, yeah. I was like, "Well, if CNN's reporting it, it's got to be yeah, true." Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I, I think I, 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 I hope someone has that somewhere, but uh, at the time I took like a screen capture of, of the Chiron on it. Cause it was like, oh. I'm like, the, you know, someday that'll be real. Someday that'll happen yeah. again. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm ready for Bigfoot disclosure, man. Uh, Give it to yeah, me. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other night. It's like, if given the opportunity, Bigfoot or aliens, I think I would have to go with Bigfoot. You know, I'll be able to alien would... shit in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's almost gotten too. It's just so metaphysical and mind bending that, like, I it may just break my brain. Yeah. Uh, but Bigfoot would be. I, I think that could be the thing that could unite this country together. Maybe I don't know. The, You're right. <laughs> what happens to the Bigfoot? Yeah, it would be like people want to hunt it. Yeah. People want to save it. It's like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. God dang it! Nothing. If it's if it can't be Bigfoot, then it will be nothing. Yeah, I mean, I have this vision no, of I'm like hopeless. seeing Bigfoot in a zoo someday, though. I, I don't know why, but like, I don't mean that in a, like a. You know, I know some people won't be happy about that, but it's like, so yeah. I just I'm not saying I, I just kind of have this like vision of, of someday there'll be a thing where you can not you can, like San Diego Zoo. I think I, I think right. I thought about that after I went to San Diego Zoo. Like, right, right. Because they have the giant panda and stuff, and they're like super rare. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what else? I mean, if they, could, you know, they had that big safari there too. If they could, like, you know, give them a nice patch of lands, a tree line where he can, like, do his he or she can do his thing. Yeah, you know, you know. So who knows? I mean, we don't know the circumstances surrounding the the <laughs> the, the, no. the, the imagined Bigfoot in the zoo. So it could be. Yeah, we could all be on the same page. Be like, absolutely, he has to stay in the zoo. He's yeah, you know, he gets put back I in mean, the forest. Really, they'll all kill him once they know he's. <laughs> so I mean, that would be the thing, right? If we if we catch one, or if the one is like officially confer, you know, confirmed. Oh, it's open season, man. There'll be people out there with like crazy. Yeah, well, you know, we, it it will it would get dicey really fast. Um, you know, obviously, yesterday. So we're recording this on July twenty seventh. Yesterday was the big congressional hearing on i'm not going to say uap you can't make me on ufos yeah, or flying saucers. um or flying, oh, flying <laughs> is, is, that's the best but i'll take ufos um right. i'll never I, I will never and like maybe i'm just an old bitter jaded man but like I, I a uap it just has no pizzazz to it right where i differ but in a principally i agree with you um I use UAP now against my uh, original sort of like, I was a lot like you, but now I use it mentally 
I almost feel like I'm doing a lot of my hands tonight, folks. So. <laughs> no, put on, you, you are missing the gesticulations are tough. Yeah, I put on. Okay. I put my eye up to the camera at one point, Steve. <laughs> it was great. It was good. Space you should work. put that part. Just cut that clip and put that, put that down. I mean, it, I, you just gave me permission Absolutely, to. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I lost. My, oh, UAP. So, yeah, I use it sort of mentally to classify sort of the posts. 2000 post New York Times 2017 article mm-hmm. fandom of, right. of UFO fandom that branch of UFO fandom and UFO machinations and foolishness and developments this is the UAP era that's kind of how I think right. of it but I don't that's call the fair. phenomenon UAP or anything like that so right. but you know it's like like if someone's super into this now and they fo- they follow all this stuff I kind of like, oh, you're more of a UAP fan than a UFO yeah. fan. You're kind of more into right. the government. You're tic- like, we're, we're, we're saucer buffs. They're Tic Tac heads. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, but I certainly don't call the phenomenon that. But it's like, if they, if that, no. in a way, it's like they distinguish themselves by the fact that they call it that. It's like, okay, well, that's right. what you're, you know, you're not into UFOs. You're into whatever this has become, this UAP. Right, right. So, look, okay. I'm sure everyone by now and by the time they listen to this, they'll have heard, you know, they've got, they'll have had their fill of, you know, hearing, talking about the hearing. But I would be remiss if I, you know, since I have you on, you know, someone like me who's been in this for a long time. And, you know, you and I have been hearing these stories. (laughs) I mean, the exact same narrative. Right. For, I mean, for me, at least 20 years, but it goes way back beyond my, you know, when I got into this stuff. But what's your take? And, and before I, you know, you answer that, I do want to give you a compliment because I I did spend a lot of time on Twitter just because I'm you know interested in the pop culture aspect of UAPs, right? Yeah. And it was definitely really split where a lot of people were you know the people who I you know and myself included I probably count myself with this were there was a lot of people who were like guys this is nothing to get too excited about they didn't confirm anything disclosure did not happen and then there was a lot of people probably way more people who were like high fiving we did it and part of me kind of feels like good for them i mean like you know if they can feel like they got a win today i don't think there's any harm in that um no but what 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 was you know you had this great tweet where you said in the in the sentence i just want to use like yesterday's hearing was a lot of fun right and I think that was so important to put out there because, like, what's wrong with having a little bit of fun? I agree. Like, I was telling you earlier, my mom, I went up to my mom. She made me breakfast. We sat down, had coffee. We washed it together. And it was a nice, sweet little thing, you know? And uh, my mom was super excited about it. She's like, I never thought I'd see something like this, you know? Like, and I'm like, well, you know, hold your horses. But, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah. I'm, I I find a lot of uh, UFO Twitter kind of repellent, but I. Yeah. do and and toxic and but i yes. do um kind of like what you were saying about the flat earth people earlier it's like i i can appreciate that yesterday was a big deal for them and it was exciting and everything and and it's like um in a way i because i'm super cynical and old and shit and seen this a million times it's like i they thought they were going to win the big game and it was like oh yeah. you're not you're not going to win the big game yeah. guys i'm sorry no. but like i I kind of begrudgingly admire your plucky attitudes. 
you know? Right, it's kinda, right. It's kind of like that. I'm, I'm softening in my old age because I, <laughs> I, I, no. I, I find it kind of like, but I mean, look, yesterday was interesting. It was a lot of fun, like I said. I, I try to just look at these things uh, at face value. I know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I'm happy to speculate about other stuff and what, what might be going on behind the scenes, but like I try to stay grounded in reality of like, okay, so this guy says he heard a bunch of stuff. He's got credentials. He says he can't tell you what it is except in private. So, right. Okay. Like nothing. I guess this is part of it too. I don't, I thought about this yesterday. I, I, I don't take a lot of this very seriously. I don't get very excited about it because there's nothing I can do to either uh, expedite nor hasten UFO disclosure. It's completely out of my right. fucking hands. So I'm yep. just watching the show and yep. I don't want to, ch- I don't have, have a rooting interest in this. Um, so that, I mean, but the layout is the, de- so what happens next? That's kind of my, all right, well, let's mm-hmm. see what you're going to do. Did you talk to the guy in the, in the broom closet? Like he kept saying, right. You would yesterday. <laughs> like, so there was a lot of skiff talk, and and yeah. I, I kind of yeah, it was like I almost wanted just, like I would say like, can we just stop the meeting and go in the fucking broom closet and yeah. cut to the fucking chase? Like, guy, tell them what you know in the broom closet, so they can get the people who told you this shit. That's I think what we want yep. to see. It's a soap opera now. It's become a soap opera, right. and I'm I'm starting to get <laughs> more invested in it now that we've got AOC. Right. And one of yeah. these these goofy, uh, you know, Tim Burchett. It's like, okay, I can kind of yeah. see why this is entertaining. Like, I don't feel like I'm oh. buying into like Vanderpump Rules or something. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, now I know why you watch those Kardashians because fucking yeah. this is <laughs> this is the goofiness. It is. It's kind of the best reality show playing out right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it, it, I mean, and. <clears throat> One thing, and you know, this is like, you know, I'm going to sound like old man Berg here, but you know, I do, I am concerned about like how, you know, the younger people getting into this or not even younger people or people who are, you know, have recently got into it in the UAP era. There are some great resources, historical resources that I feel like they should look into before they get too excited. You know, like I would say like Valet's Messengers of Deception, I would say Greg Bishop's Project Beta or Mirage Men, you know, yeah. like, and, and most of all, I would say Adam Gorelli's Saucer Spooks. That's a fantastic like, fantastic book. It should be a New York Times bestseller, in my opinion. It, it, it really, really is. is. But what, especially that book, like, what a prescient book for people to read right now. Yeah. It's, a, it's about this exact And thing. it's colorful. Adam has a way of writing that is so entertaining. Um, I agree. I, I he's, a, he's an incredible wow. writer, and you hear his yeah. voice. Yeah, and if you've heard him, you know, on the zillion podcasts he's been on, like if you know if you know his work, like you read it in his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just that just doubles the charm yeah, of it, yeah. you know. So yeah, he's got a real knack for like, you know, really like shining a light on the most colorful characters from ufology, the conspiracy world. And it's just everything he's done has really been delightful. Um But yeah, so your your take is just kind of wait and see, enjoy the show, but like, you know, don't get too invested. And I think that's good advice to give people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's nothing I can do that's going to make UFO disclosure happen. So, no. uh, and there's nothing I can do that'll like, cause like sometimes you get people that like, if you express any skepticism online, they, the believers get all fired up and they're like, you're, you're fucking working against yeah. it. It's like, dude, yeah. 
nothing like my snarky tweet. Like they're not this, this, that didn't throw a, a monkey wrench into the out into the disclosure loop. Like they're not going to go right. Well, that but all guys said something really really hurtful, and so right. You know, maybe and, and we don't need to that's, tell them about the aliens. Maybe we don't ever I tell mean, them about the aliens because of the, what that guy tweeted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you have been. You, first off, you're like one of the first people in podcasting to talk about UFOs, and you literally have a job in this stuff, right? Of course, you would love them to wheel out some. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, an alien or a flying saucer. You know, I mean, like I would love it too. Like, I don't want to. It's not like a, a, you know, I'm not like standing on a soapbox saying like you know I'm right, and if you yeah. know. Like, like that they're I think they're getting it wrong. I think I think it's would behoove some of these like younger people or people who are, you know, like fanatical about this stuff to actually listen to people like you who have been reporting about this stuff the you know for a long time and listen to some of the words you're saying and listen to some of your podcasts because these narratives are not new. Right. They go all the way back to the 1950s and the Kehoe era. I mean, we had a you know, very highly decorated military guy in the early 1950s saying a lot of the same stuff. So, I mean, we're like, you know, 70 years later, the narrative or the core story, as they call it, has not changed. No, what's interesting is uh, they can't listen to us because they're in this new bubble, I think, that like popped off of ufology and in the bubble, the UAP bubble. And in the bubble is like all the people who are just... They're just concentrating on that aspect. It's almost like a crop circle yeah. thing or a cattle mutilation type thing. It's like that's the UAPs are are UFOs seen by the government. That's essentially what it is. This doesn't have anything to do with fucking a guy driving his car and seeing a UFO. So like right. that's the right. distinction too. I think there's a usefulness to the UAP thing, but calling the phenomenon yeah. UAP. Get the fuck out of here. That's dumb. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> well, and, and, you, and you also kind of bring up something that I, I think about, and I think I talk about a lot, is that, I mean, and this maybe sounds like I distrust the government, and I do have a healthy distrust <laughs> of the okay. government, and I'm not conspiratorial, but like, you know, I'm not an idiot either. Uh, but what, why, why should we take necessarily someone who works for the government, like a pilot or a military guy, why necessarily is their experience more valid than some guy who has a dramatic, you know, flying saucer, right. you know, experience in Joshua Tree? I mean, it's it's anecdotal on both sides, and sometimes they have pictures, and sometimes they're kind of compelling. Right. But like, I feel like with a lot of the modern, you know, UAP stuff, it's really like it's two thousand four and up. And they're forgetting about the long history yeah. of this stuff. So it, almost more even like just since they got up and running the uh, the government thing. Like the government's just looking yeah. at the shit that the pilots see. That's it. They're right. Not looking, they're not taking reports or like people. No. A lot of people are very mistaken about sort of what they're tasked with doing. It's like. Yeah. So. There's, there's <laughs> no plan for civilian reports, which which comprises of the vast majority of UFO, right. <laughs> UFO cases right. in history. So, I mean, like, that's one reason why I kind of feel like modern, even though it's talked about, it's more mainstream, I do find modern ufology kind of boring. Oh, it's super boring. It's it's so one note. It really is. It's like, 
where it's all the military and government angle, which always has been to me the most boring. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely moved away from flying saucers, like, and, and the high greatness of it all and the weirdness. Um, right. Which I think is the phenomenon. I don't think, I don't even yeah. necessarily know if these UAPs are the phenomenon that we, that we know. Mm-hmm. I think they're mm-hmm. mostly just like misidentifications and, uh, maybe exotic craft or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, the origin. I, like, I, that the aliens be it, banging around, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. And why, why have they? I mean, like, honestly, like, and part of me was like yesterday when he, he was saying, like, you know, um, I believe it was, uh, not Fravor, not Grush, but the other Graves. He was saying, you know, that kind of the only new story I heard that, or that I didn't know about was when he talked about the giant red cube coming from the ocean that was a football field. Water. Yeah. That you know, AOC asked him about, and obviously, whoa, that's a cool story. Yeah. I mean, just a picture that you know coming in over Vandenberg Air Force Base. It, I have a hard time believing that our military. So they shoot down a weather balloon, a Chinese weather balloon, but they're not going to shoot that down. Right, that's hovering right over like one of the biggest military yeah, installations in the that? world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it does not feel like how our military would respond. Yeah, they're just going to like let that thing hang out. That part of the hearing, but I'm also confused because like, did, how did he see it? Well, they said he did not see it okay, personally. So this is, this is again, a story oh, that he heard about. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Graves, oh, the guy in the far the left. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the handsome, handsome pilot. Um, could have been in Top Gun probably, you know, if, if his hair can stay looking good in a small contained area, you know, God, being all sweaty, then, you know, you can be in Top Gun. That's how you get the job. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, yeah, he was the one who told the story of the van. Okay. Because I guess what I would say, too, is like, then they, then there should be a picture of this. Then there should be a yeah, video. Like, right? why? Yeah. Enough's enough. I, I make a yeah. big, I do a look, like a rant on all this time when I talk about these things, which is like, I have, as you say, it's gotten very boring. I've gotten disclosure fatigue where it's like, just show me the fucking uh-huh. alien. That's my doctrine. Yeah. Just show us the alien. So at least yesterday was the closest AOC kind of like was like, where can I find yeah. this stuff? Can you give me a name, yep. an agency, a fucking bureau, anything? Yeah. And that was like, thank you. That was that's me. Yeah. That's me. That's like just show us these fucking aliens. Like let's get the I, 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 and we're going to Area yeah. Fifty One. Yep. I mean, she was had the most direct question where she's like, right, "Cool. So this is a." really compelling story you told where can i see the picture? <laughs> yeah, yeah. where can i see the evidence i mean it's just a story right. it's like you know why and that's part of me it's like you would almost think these kind of uap fans who are you know and rightfully so skeptical of a lot of stuff i think they are maybe they're not i i hope they are anyways you would think they would be skeptical of someone who works for the government who has a government pension telling these stories, but not being able to back it up. Right. Look, we saw a giant red cube over the ocean flying, hovering over Vandenberg Air Force Base. We didn't shoot it down, but believe me, it happened. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how quickly they'll just go like, oh my god, this this is confirmation. I, I had a lot of friends yesterday, Tim, text me and go, oh my god, aliens are real. Yeah. They came out with it. And so many people, I think, really felt like yesterday was not only disclosure, but the confirmation moment. Right, when you said that they have non-human materials or whatever yeah yeah i mean but but people have been saying that for a long right, time and like you said show me the alien yeah. man you know at the end of the day so 
until we see that any, you know, obviously like we kind of live in a time where things can be fake. So we, I also think that you and I can see this from a better perspective because we're, we're not emotionally really invested in it to the point where like we have to win the game, which is kind of like how the, a lot of the UAP people are. Um, but should I lost my train of thought, but yeah, we're just, it's, what was the last thing you just said? Um, I don't even remember, but I mean, like, I, I think, I, I think I know what you're saying. It's like, we're kind of in a privileged position because we do have, um, you know, we have done the homework, you know, whether that's a cool thing or not. We, we did, we read a lot of books, you know, we've, you know, we've just been taking this stuff in for a long time. And so we're, we're able to have a view of this in a different kind of light, which we're like. Well, I mean, you know, there used to be crash retrieval conferences 10 years ago, people. Like, this is not anything new. Like, you know. Yeah, they've uh, been. These stories. Yeah, there have been stories about them finding aliens, like, forever. So, it's right, they just right. don't want and, to tell us. <laughs> right. And, and, and the, you know, you have to remember, too, with guys like Richard Doty and what happened to William Moore. It's like they've been using UFOs. For cover. As for all information. Kinds of yeah. For all kinds of stuff. So, I, I, you know, I guess like, and I don't want to be such a, like a cynical bummer, bummer dude, but like, I would just say it's okay. Like you said, to be excited about this moment, like, you know, that's fine. I, I was too. I really enjoyed watching the hearing. I will, however, like really don't get too invested in this. Don't get your hopes up too much because I have a feeling this is going to go away. Yeah, I do. I, I really don't well, think it's going to go that much further than yesterday. Well, there's two things. The point I was trying to make that I lost my train of thought on. Oh, man. Don't tell me it happened again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, that's good. I don't think disclosure. Yeah, it's they took it right up to the line yesterday. I don't know how much further yeah. you can push it. At some point, like I said, the fatigue weighs in. Where it's like, yeah. I, I think I can't be the only one who's kind of got that fatigue where it's like, look, it's been going on for like five years now since this New York Times article came out. It's like, right. where are the aliens, dude? Like at some point, yeah. you guys keep telling stories. You asked, this is the point, you asked about why they trust the government. They don't really trust the government. They don't trust the Pentagon guy. They hate him. Mm-hmm. And they don't like the Pentagon spokes lady. They don't like her. Um, but they like the guy who confirms all the stuff that they've always kind of believed. So absolutely a hundred percent. And that, and that is the thing about, uh, conspiratorial minded people. They will hate an enemy until the enemy says exactly what they want to hear. Then they're like, Oh no, this guy actually gets it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so on a, you know, in a, just on a dime, they can switch their mind, you know, so fast. I kind of like fear that is what, is sort of happening, <laughs> but, um, but you know what? Like, I, I think like what you tweeted out the other day really was, uh, the most grounded, like honest thing because like, you know, you and I, I'm sure like 20 years ago, if we were shown or if we saw what happened yesterday, we'd be cracking beers and high five, yeah. not saying we'd believe it, but like, I would have been gone this far. thrilled. That it got this far, you know, and like part of me is like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah, like but it is me, also, uh, yeah. I, like I said, I begrudgingly, <laughs> I begrudgingly appreciate the plucky spirit of the UAP people, just because it's like they don't, they really don't fucking give up. Like, <laughs> no, they don't. Like, God bless them. Yeah, and every time there's a new development, 
like I'm always just like, oh Jesus Christ, like wow, like I'm not like oh my God, there's gonna be another hearing, like what? The, like, I know, what the and I I, I kind of gave up on the X Files trope. I mean, a long time ago, you know, probably around the time I started listening to your show. That's why I found it so refreshing. Was that like I'm just into the weird stuff, yeah. man? Like, give me a Bigfoot story coming out of a purple portal in a forest. You know, give me meat eating horses and give me UFOs. But like the government, anytime the government starts getting involved, I'm like, oh, what a drag. Oh, it's man. really because a lot of it's, it, it, it's it, so boring, it, and it's like they added yeah. an amendment to the budget bill, oh. and it's just like, <sighs> even though it sounds like fantastic, like it's in this language, it's so tedious, and it's uh, yeah, it's just well, I I, I got an e- or not an email. I saw an email that Chuck Schumer was sent out. Yeah, yeah. And it was all about UFOs. I mean, so I mean, like, watch politicians. Watch this actually be a platform that politicians start running. It could be. Years. It could be the. I, I think know. I. I don't know if I've ever said this on another show, but it's like I. I would like you were kind of. I'm echoing what you were saying earlier. I would caution the UAP people that like this could be a fad. Like, <laughs> yeah. it could be a very long right. fad. But I mean, yeah. look at the flat Earth thing came up and sort of like. Went over like a wave, and it's yeah. like, oh, maybe you know, UFOs are maybe going to come crashing down at some point. Where it's right, right. Like, right. This is what a big concern I had when this first started too was like it felt like, and it I was genuinely I thought this was going to happen at the beginning of the year when they shot those balloons down. It felt like this was maybe not intentionally to be this way, but I felt like this was going to ultimately like really crush ufology and UFOs. Yeah. Like they would set up a straw man. UFO situation um, and then solve that mystery. And then it would be like, right. Oh, all UFOs are these little balloons. And but it yep. hasn't happened. Uh, I thought that was what was no. going to happen. And then when that, when all the, they shot the ones down earlier this year, I was like, Oh shit, here comes the, here comes the rain. It's yeah. going to crush you UFO. Yeah. Party's over. Time to go home. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say this best of luck to um, everyone working to the Jeremy Corbells and all those people, you know, making their, uh, you know, making it their mission in life to get this uncovered because look, I'll be honest. Like I would, I would love to know what they have or what they don't have too, but I am not holding my breath. I'm right. instead, I'm moving on to read, reading and concentrating on really, really weird. Exactly. Stuff. And I don't, it's not even the aliens that I fear. It's the people like, what, oh, they'll, yes. what they'll do and shit. And so it's, we, we have yeah. enough problems. We have enough, to, like, like I said, maybe that would bring us together, but you're, it's a very, but you're probably yeah, not. <laughs> you can't put the back it, in the tube after you try, after you bust out. Animals, look, I mean, so. you know, part of me, the conspiratorial side of me <laughs> is like, well, we are in the midst of the climate crisis. Right. It's not something in the future. It is happening right now. Really I mean, bad. Florida's yeah. water is the temperature of a hot tub. I mean, like, so this is a nice distraction because no one wants to talk about climate change, but boy, do they want to talk about UFOs. Yeah, exactly. Even people who don't like UFOs are asking me about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know. Don't get too excited. That's, kind of that's, that's all I keep on saying to people. And that is not what they want to hear. Oh, yeah. it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. Uh, Tim, that is the time uh, we have all allotted. Right. So I want to say <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, studios coming in the you know we, we can't pay for to keep the lights on all night here around here but uh my man obviously it's always fun to it chat with awesome. you uh, it's it's 
fun for me because, you know, I, I started out as a fan and then we became friends. I think we became friends like so fast. I think like somehow I can't remember how we got connected or you asked me to be on your show. I really can't remember the genesis of that. But I think it was like 10 minutes into the show. You and I are just like BSing yeah. at such a friend, friend level. It, like, yeah. At, by the time the show is over, I'm like, oh, Tim's like my buddy now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I cherish our friendship, man. And I cherish like what you have done in the field. Like, I hope you feel appreciated and I'm not trying to like make you embarrassed, but like you are really an important figure in the 21st century of all this, oh, all these topics we talk about. I mean, I would put you on a very short list of people who have made one of the greatest contributions because your show really is a historical record of the biggest luminaries in these fields and some of the really hilarious, like wackadoos, <laughs> you know, like, and they're fun to listen to too, just as entertainment. And at the end of the day, we're all just trying to entertain, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, like Absolutely. I'm doing this show so I can talk to people like you, but I, I, and my, my hope is it's entertaining. So if I could be half as entertaining as Banal's show, then I feel like I've won. Oh man. Thank you. Well, like I said, I'm hoping we'll talk off the air. Not tonight. I'm, yeah. I think I'm like wiped out or something. Little... <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I have to go get dinner with a, an old buddy. We're, oh. we're getting a tamale. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I just, it, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes, oh. uh, yeah, sometimes I feel a little forgotten because I don't do a show anymore uh, or as often as I used to. So it's nice to uh, to hear from people. And like I said, every time I go off, uh, get off of a podcast, I'm always like, I got to fucking get back to doing this. It's so much fun talking to people and uh well, I will be your, uh, you know, your Tony Robbins getting you back into right. uh Getting you back into the podcast, I'll be your self. Then I can be back, like you know, in a couple weeks. I mean, honestly, like we, we'll we'll talk off the air. But if you want to make a plan for you know what, I mean, we'll we'll talk yeah, about this. I'm getting you. I'm getting. I will help you I, out. I appreciate I'm so dumb. all your kind words, Steve. And oh, bud, you know, you know how I've, you know I'm, you know I mean it. You know I'm, I, you know, always whenever we're together after two beers, I'm like Tim, you really mean a lot to me. You know, like I'm an emotional guy, especially my old age. I guess so. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, really well, quickly? I'm going to be at Strange Realities uh, with Steve um, in yep. November. I want to say maybe the second weekend in November. Right. Um, right. Strange Realities Conference. People can Google that. Uh, it's going to be super fun. But all of America great, is great the time. original mothership. So that's B I double N A double L of America dot com. You can find all the old shows there. I think. My host, just the whole show went haywire. Like, the host of the MP3s went under, so I had to move them over to somewhere else. So I think a lot of the links are fucked. And it's like, but I, the whole website's like this 2005 contraption where it's like people just get podcasts off of apps now. They don't go to the website yep. and download yep. them. So I need to, like, bring the whole operation into the 21st century further. I can help you with that, too. Yeah, nice. Um, so that's, yeah, and Coast to Coast AM is... Uh, where you find the writing. I was, I don't, I try to be humble about this, but I was thinking the other day that it's like, I had this like 13 year run or so of like consistent podcasting. Mm -hmm. And now as I get further into this coast to coast job, I look back and it's like, I have had a pretty fucking awesome career doing this too. This writing I've written for, I've written, I churn out like, uh, well, I've been writing for them for seven years now. So I've written probably like, I think I did the math recently, but it was like probably like close to a thousand articles or something like that. It was, it was really That's incredible crazy. Like I was talking to Greg Bishop the other night about sort of just 
grousing about all this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, you know, people say I like write a book. It's like, I've, I've written like several books worth of stuff, right. like over the last few years. So it's, it's like, I didn't just stop producing. It's like, I just stopped, went from the audio to the writing and uh, together right. it's right. like, wow, this has been like 20 years of, of producing shit. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty remarkable. Uh, well, you're, uh, you're, you're one of the best interviewers out there well, thanks, uh, for paranormal or for whatever. So, I mean, I think, uh, it, it, I just want to say, like, if, you know, because I feel like I have some uh, listeners who aren't even, like, like you know, like, they're kind of new to a lot of this stuff, and maybe they haven't heard your show. I, I would say it is really important to go back and start from the beginning and listen to Tim's show, because it is such a great historical record. And people don't like to read books anymore, yeah. so you can listen to all this stuff. But you really can learn a lot, especially in these times where UFOs have gone mainstream. It's important to hear <laughs> a lot of the shows Tim did because it will make you think twice about what you're being told and what people are getting excited about. Not to be cynical, but it's just the truth. Nice. So, Tim, my man, thank you so much. We, you, obviously, like I'm going to make you come back on. Oh, anytime you need me, man. I'd be happy just to do it. This was an absolute joy. I had so much fun. It was. It was. So much fun talking to you, bud. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of High Strangers. Have a great week. Peace out, my friends.